Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have special special musical guest Haley Johnson, um, otherwise known as Little Miss. So hey, thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we've um, seen you perform a couple times and are huge fans now. So um, thank you so we're much. We're excited to have you. Um, and we saw you uh, first perform at Solstice Skyline here in Pasadena, mm-hmm. and fell in love with your music and your voice. And so and uh, so yeah, we were. Yeah, you guys have been super supportive. Thank you. Yeah, you're I really welcome. appreciate that. Have you always been a musician, songwriter? Um, um, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Um, I started writing songs uh, in... I mean, I don't know if it actually counts as writing songs. I was writing songs in, like, kindergarten and first grade. Just I would start girl bands at recess because the Spice Girls were really big when I was growing up, but I was also a massive fan of Jewel. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Who was of, it? Uh, oh, yeah. It was, it was, she was the thing, and mm-hmm. I still love her. Um, mm-hmm. But I would start girl groups at recess to... Um, I had really big plans for us. <laughs> Obviously, we got super far. If the Spice Girls can do it, we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, this is going to be big, guys. Everyone wants to see first graders sing and dance. <laughs> Everyone. Get it on the road. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, I started writing around then, and then... Um, Obviously, didn't really do anything with that, but uh, then actually picked up um, playing guitar and writing more in middle school because my dad always played guitar and as an activity for us to sort of bond and work on music, he would play chords and I would write, I would put my lyrics to what he was playing Mm -hmm. and create melodies and we started performing together around San Diego County and stuff at coffee shops and events and for family stuff and at church and all that stuff too. And then um, I played for a little while in high school under a different name, Hazel, 
and uh, released an album. Embarrassingly, it's kind of it's still online somewhere on MySpace, <laughs> which MySpace still exists. MySpace is still alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's yeah. Scary. I think it was JT. I think What's it was Justin Timberlake who never scrubbed. <laughs> Dude, unfortunately, yeah, I know. So many of my friends have been like, "Guess what I found?" <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, gave it up for a really long time because I dismissed it as being um, sort of unimportant. I, for, I thought music wasn't my calling and I thought I'd go into something else. And then I picked up the guitar for myself in college just because I wanted to be able to play cover songs at parties in college. Just songs that I really liked and uh, eventually I realized that I just liked playing for myself and writing music. So. And here we are. And here we <laughs> decided are. to move to Los Angeles and give it a real shot. <laughs> so yeah, and how long you've been performing um, in Los Angeles is Little Miss. So like, when did that start? When did the Little Miss like? Yep. When did that become a thing? Yes, <laughs> about six years ago. Okay. Um, that was in college. Mm -hmm. That I came up with the name. It was a childhood nickname that my dad gave me. <laughs> and sorry, there's a cat in the room. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Cuddles after. <laughs> okay, all right. It'll be my reward. <laughs> and um, it was, yeah, six years. And um, my last year of college, I decided to move down here because I figured if I really wanted to give it a real chance that LA would be the place to do it and not where I was going to school up in San Francisco. Um, and I like this iteration of the music I've been working on most just because um, I like that I have complete control over it versus when I was playing with other people or even with my dad, who I love. But it's nice to have autonomy, you know, mm -hmm. and to feel independent of anyone else. Like I can go on the pier and just play by myself if I want. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You want to um, do a song right now? So then we'll... we'll um, yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Let's um, hear something. Oh man, which one? I don't know. Whatever it's up to you. That's my suggestions. <laughs> my favorites. Mandatory song list. But like I said, it's it's your call. So uh, I'll do I'll do thirty. Okay. This is a song I wrote because after I decided to pursue music, my mom. I mean, to this day, my parents are super supportive, but there's still part of them that worries about their daughter pursuing something as risky as music. And so my mom is always telling me that a good fallback career might be teaching. <laughs> so. Mom, don't worry, I'll, I'll teach when I'm 30. I, I set up some deadline so I don't fall behind and I've been struggling so hard just so I can make some end. I don't know if it will matter in the end And I'll fall back down and i get up once again But I'm not
heart is heavy I'll, I'll start when I'm ready When I can see for sure that It's not a trap door And I've been wasting so much time Just trying to trend I avoid anything that I think I could lose When I'm 30 I, I set up some deadline So I don't fall behind nice. Beautiful. Beautiful Thank you Are you going to teach? <laughs> <laughs> no, really Exactly Stay no, music yeah. in that way huh? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's It beautiful. would be fun <laughs> So like you you know, part of your life, you, that's what inspires you to make music and your, and your lyrics, so it seems like, you know, you... Stories from your life. Yeah, stories from your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting, too. Um, lately, I mean, I realized that if I end up finding that I'm writing about the same stuff over and over again, like if I find myself plateauing or being stagnant in my lyrics and in my writing, I'll realize that I've sort of also done that in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I'll realize that I haven't grown as a person in a while if I keep writing about the same things. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a nice way of making that clear to me, you know. Um, and I can really only write if I'm feeling super emotionally about something. I know that there's people like, I think Willie Nelson is someone who, he sits down and writes every single day of his life. Like he oh, writes wow. a song a day, <laughs> which is, I know, I mean, he's like, he's his own person. You know, that he's getting is. high and he's like, that probably helps. Yeah. <laughs> getting high might help. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but um, but it, I, it usually helps me to actually have some, some fuel of some kind that's pushing me in a direction, whether it be like anger or sadness mm -hmm. or confusion or whatever. Um, but I biggest subjects tend to be like procrastination and running away from things and like I'll just I'll notice it even some of the same words I use a lot like praying and stuff mm -hmm. you don't realize that you pray so much until you write about how much you pray <laughs> or something the challenges that you face I mean in music um, or writing or thing are you able to support yourself or is what's what would you say for somebody says I want to do what you're doing um, could you make a living off of it? Are you making a living off of it? Or supporting yourself? Or are you teaching the entrepreneurship? Oh, no, that's a good... <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I don't currently support myself playing music. And that's what, that's the dream, too. I mean, for anyone who's, like, a working musician that, or 
who's a musician in general. You want to be able to make enough money to pay the bills no matter how much that is. Um, and so I, I do also, I work at a restaurant full time too. I'm a server. Mm-hmm. But I do also get paid for gigs, and that's really cool. I remember the first time that that ever happened. I was like, seriously, you want me to like come and do this thing I like to do, and you're going to give me money for it? <laughs> that's insane. Um, but, yeah, still working towards yeah. that. But it's challenging to do that. Even yeah, totally. For, yeah, even for us on the farm and stuff like that, sometimes you have to just work odd jobs just to make ends meet. I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough economy. It's a tough lifestyle sometimes. It is, totally. And it feels like so many things are oversaturated, too. Like, there's so many musicians, there's so many people who offer similar things that it's hard to make it so someone wants to pay you and not someone else, or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, how to set yourself apart. Or mm-hmm. you know, The mainstream uh, music industry is all auto-tuned and everything, mm-hmm. so it's like... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a whole other, <laughs> whole other game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what I liked most about you was that you were real, and it did definitely seem like your uh, songs were from, you know, your own experiences and what you truly felt. It wasn't like you were creating something that you know you were pandering to the audience that maybe wanted you to sing certain things. You were mm-hmm. actually writing what you felt, and um, thank you. Yeah, there was a definite. Um, I think I remember because I was I was videoing photography you know I was doing photographs and I was like I was behind the camera and I was like whoa who's this you know? <laughs> like, because you hear so much and you stood yeah. you stood out that's crazy yeah, I mean I hear so much music way. and I'm around there but I was like oh this one's uh, different and I liked it and it was real and that's what Thank you. I could see and, and one thing about me photographing I, I, I've often described it as almost intimate. You can actually get right into people's faces. And I see like so many musicians, and you can see the ones that are actually real. It's, it's, it's really weird to explain really? it to a camera, but I say when you photograph someone, it's very intimate for me. Because mm-hmm. you're right there, well, you're looking at the them. Motions, going yeah. through the motions. Or... And I have this telephoto lens, and I was, I was watching you, and I was like, yeah, she's real. Yeah, it's when I shoot Thank people, you. I can either see shoot, it and I can picture. <laughs> I can see yeah, it. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it, or I can. Yeah, it's, it's either there or it's not. And there's something about narrowing the focus through the camera lens that you really get to see what they're saying. It's an interesting. I I feel it when I'm when I'm, uh, for, um, you know, viewing or taking photographs of someone. I see it. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's that's really that's always so interesting to hear. Like whenever someone tells me that, because I feel like if when I go to see other acoustic artists or people who play music on a guitar like this, um, I just I feel like I fall into the category of like any other schmo with a guitar. Mm-hmm. And so when people tell me that I sound more or less real than anything else out there, it's still like really it's still really surprising to mm-hmm. me. Um, so I mean, like, what do you what do you chalk that up to? I mean, like, what do you what do you describe as? Um, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just turn, the, turn the tables a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you, I mean, when you say real, what do you, what do you mean by that? I guess I'm just curious. It's, like I said, it's really hard to explain, but sometimes you see like musicians singing and they're singing a song and they're pan- like not pandering to the audience, they're trying to get a reaction from the audience. And I don't mm. see that in you. You're singing because it's what you feel. You're not singing to get a reaction out of the audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you do. I'm not saying that you have a good connection with them, but you're singing what you feel. Not it's not singing to have them, you know, react to mm-hmm. you on stage. 
That's super interesting that you mm-hmm. say that too, because I've always, I've wrestled with that in thinking that it's like a, it's selfish for me to be that way in that it's like a rhetorical performance. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting there and it's very much, it's cathartic for me mm-hmm. to get up and in front of people and play something and to share it mm-hmm. because I experience those emotions usually all over again with whatever I'm playing. Not mm-hmm. all the time, but mm-hmm. most of the time. And so I've always wondered if, cause there's, Another school of thought where people, especially in Los Angeles, have gotten mm-hmm. a lot of advice about playing more to the audience or, um, you know, getting them engaged in some ways or playing stuff. I, you just get a lot yeah, of advice. I mean, yeah, yeah they want all you the time. to have more of that connection with the audience, but presence. you actually had it because, I don't know, just as someone who watched you, I you can identify. Like, mm. I think what makes a good musician is if people in the audience can identify with what you're actually saying. And even though you're singing what's from the heart, we all identify. I mean, at least singing mm-hmm. one of your songs, I was, yeah, I feel that, you know? And, you're, right, and yeah. your little, and your bantering between the songs, making it more personal, like, sort of, you would, it would introduce it or tell a little story and then go into it. And so it was, um, it was like a whole... Helps provide context, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when the specific becomes universal. You know, mm-hmm. like when you when I'm singing something about like my mom, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. I got that. Really? Is <laughs> <laughs> that too?" And I swear I'm not fishing for compliments, by the way. No, that's no, like, no, as you guys are saying not. stuff, I'm like, "Oh man." No, it's just it, it's like I said, it's a little hard to explain, but it, you, when you can see it, and it's a it's a reaction I feel when I see a, a like not I won't say a true musician, but someone that I'm like. I know what yeah. you mean. Mm-hmm. I do that too it's a reaction, when I see people. Kind of, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, you're, like, you're drawn into it mm-hmm. rather than, oh, cool, that was technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That was very well written, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. then you make, and, and for me, you know, you, I'm the way you present the music, you know, I listen to the lyrics. It's like, I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, your voice is amazing, so you can hit low, high, and whistle. Like, amazing <laughs> so it's a whole like a whole combo which is um you know magical i think so thank you guys yeah thanks for saying that mm-hmm. there was a a song that you uh i think the last performance that i saw you at you released it was uh one about women mm-hmm. um that one i think you mm-hmm. actually were saying a lot in that one as well and i think since we're saying what she when she feels something she's passionate about wonder mm-hmm. if you would sing that song i would love to mm-hmm. yeah my my women's mm-hmm. anthem yeah it's called She's What We Need. And I was actually, I was singing it as I was driving up, too. I've uh, been thinking a lot about it with everything that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that Time Magazine piece was just mm-hmm. released, Person of the Year. Did you yeah, guys see that? Yeah, super, super rad. So yeah, to all the women out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. forgot that he makes double my pay but after war scandals depressions I'm no longer one of his slaves for it's finally time I show that I too can be brave and we can lead the way lift us up 
there's no peak that's too high Hold us down just to try Cause in the end we will Voices go unheard when they're always having to fight. These silent foes, these forgotten woes, you tipped the scales indeed. But it's your curse, the forgotten verse, reach she is what we need. We can't lead the way, lift us Speaking of that, what, who are your biggest musical influences? You said, of course, mm. um, Joel was... Uh, totally. Yeah. I and Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Remain an influence. Yes. <laughs> I think I heard Johnny Cash a couple times. Mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. You have a distinct sound of your own, but what influenced that? Well, what's kind of weird is I... I was just talking to someone about this last night, actually. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of like top 40 and like really crappy pop radio stations. <laughs> um, it was just like what was what was just on and in my house and what was listened to. I mean, I had like a couple of Boston records and stuff growing up, but for the most part, I listened to like what any like kid listened to. And then um, in college, I remember someone introduced me to, I don't know if it was like some old crooner, it might have been like Nat King Cole or mm-hmm. Sinatra or something, who had always like, liked but I didn't realize weirdly I didn't realize it was something I could just listen to all the time that sounds really weird to say because I mean obviously you can turn on any record but it just wasn't 
I didn't realize I liked really old jazz until then, and that it wasn't something that was just in like old movie soundtracks. I was like, I can listen to Glenn Miller all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, actually, so for a really long time, it was like uh, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Glenn Miller, um, just like old croonery types and old jazz standards and things. And then, um, like, I didn't really listen to Johnny Cash or Bob Dylan or anyone that I've been compared to, weirdly enough, and it wasn't until the last couple of years that I've really picked up listening to them at all. Um, Hank Williams and stuff too is like a really recent love of mine. Uh, so I guess my influences would technically be like crappy pop. I <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> like still, I think some of my sensibilities are a little bit more pop, um, but they're played on an acoustic guitar and then with the influence of listening to like the Andrews Sisters too, mm -hmm. where I kind of developed that uh, vocal inflection along the way with that. And then I was listening to a lot of Andrew Bird too. I don't know. So it's a mishmash. <laughs> but um, but weirdly, yeah, no one that I'm compared to is anyone I really listen to, Woody Guthrie included. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Maybe think that's what makes it interesting. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's the first I think. Huh? <laughs> So did you go to, um, you know, did you get training or any voice training or just this is natural for you for because you've been seeing it at a young age, did it just or your, father. your father or did you like work at developing your sound, your sound or your voice? Um, what's interesting is up until I did start listening to the older music, I sang, I did sing differently. And when I picked up a guitar again for the second, for that first time in my life, really getting serious about it, um, I went to sing again. And I had a completely different inflection in my, I mean, it was, I pronounced things differently and I don't think I could go back. Like if you listen to my early stuff, which is terrible and I don't recommend it, but if you were to. It's on MySpace, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's on MySpace. I should have said that. I know, like, you totally, just gave it to me. So on MySpace, my old name was, I'm yeah, hate no, you now. Um, <laughs> oops. Uh, but it's like, I don't pronounce things the same. I, I don't hit a lot of the same notes the same way. Um, what was the question? Oh yeah, yeah. was I trained? I yeah. took some vocal lessons mm -hmm. in a, like at about like fifth grade and stuff. Mm -hmm. Never practiced. <laughs> mm -hmm. Surprise! But I did a lot of musical theater and choir growing up. Um, a lot of both those things. Like those were my two loves. And then, uh, like I said, when I picked up guitar, sort of like self-taught, learned how other people sang, mm -hmm. just like studying them subconsciously, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, that's. Way to go! So yeah, your your basically your music and your and your styles are like evolving, and so mm -hmm, as you mm -hmm. as you grow as a musician, so that's pretty cool. Not yeah, only, I mean, not only that, it, you have a really really cool music video on YouTube on the YouTube. I really like how it was shot. Thank you. Yeah. So did you have a lot of influence in that as well? I mean, I think it's the song You Can Run. Yeah. Do you have to another one out? And then I think no. Okay. You were working on one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing new yet. But you can find the YouTube one as you can run, and it's, it's pretty cool. Well, it's like in the desert. It's almost like a story in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and and we do. Um, I think we all. Um, you have a like vintage outfits too. Mm -hmm. uh, every time I see you, you're always wearing vintage stuff. Mm -hmm. I know. I came from work today. I was like, I'm not in my little miss garb. This feels yeah. inauthentic. Yeah. Like I need someone to give me like a hat or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, I have one in my hat and my <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> not posed. <laughs> Nobody um, can see us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we could be in our jammies and we don't even know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we are. <laughs> uh, 
but what was the... The, the video, YouTube video was like, it was a yeah. story I was told and I thought it was really interesting. Thank you. That was um, my roommate at the time and I, my good friend um, from college actually. We got a Kickstarter campaign together my first year moving out here and I played her this song and she's like, I want to make a music video to that. And at first it was like this really simple idea of just going out to the desert and shooting me like running because mm -hmm. the song was about running <laughs> and so it was pretty straightforward. <laughs> Um, but it came became a collaborative effort of um, a lot of people who pitched in work for free. It was a lot of like her film school friends and people who were willing to donate work just out of their own time. Um, and so we went out to Brago Springs and just took over parts of the desert without asking <laughs> and just shot stuff. And it was it was really fun. Uh, the cinematographer who shot it, she played a huge role in how it looks. I mean, it looks really good because of her, because of uh, my friend who helped do costume design and because of the director. Like, I definitely can't take credit for that. I, I love Western stuff. So obviously, yes. like, mm -hmm. we all had, it was a unit, it was yeah. everyone, but definitely, I don't know. It was yeah. all because of the help. I love the Western you know? look too, so <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely. There's a story behind that song. Hmm? What was the story behind that song? You can run. Um, I was a few days or maybe just a couple weeks into having moved out here and um, I was alone in my apartment and I didn't know anyone yet really. I moved knowing two people in Los Angeles and uh, I'd just been home alone for too long honestly and it was going kind of out of my mind. Like you forget how much solitude can breed insanity <laughs> and uh, I remember just feeling like okay cool I moved here to do music now what <laughs> because there's this whole uphill thing I don't even know where to start how does one quote-unquote break into the music industry I'd gone to like an open mic night and it was horrible like it was just I showed up and there weren't even any other musicians there it was just a bunch of stand-up comedians <laughs> and it was at Tribal Cafe in Echo Park which I love now but it was at the time I was like so this is I'm at a juice bar and there's comedians and I'm the only person who does music and I don't even I don't know anyone and how is this right now gonna amount to anything remotely fun or cool because I feel so lonely and so scared and so, um, just feeling like I'd already so quickly gotten like the crap like knocked out of me. I wrote that song, and then by the end of that song, the way it finishes and rounds out is getting back up and sort of like fighting back. So, in the music video, it's the fight against myself. Mm -hmm. And then in the song, you know, it's that whole, you know, it's perpetual, this battling against myself to get places. Mm -hmm. I think they're expecting the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do it. I'm gonna play it now. <laughs> I think the musician, I mean, the audience are kind of like, okay, let's hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you let into it. Sweet. <laughs> Fight me all banged up, kicked 
guys. Yeah. So that's pretty powerful stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so you can check out the music video on YouTube for sure for that. So um, besides music, do you have any like hobbies? Other no. hobbies? No. <laughs> okay, so music is your hobby. Um, and besides vintage clothes shopping. Besides kissing. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say that the other <laughs> one finds anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Like petting kittens. Petting, is petting cats. Um, playing with my dog. Yeah. Full time job. <laughs> exactly. That's all you really need. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like making posters for my shows but it's all sort it's like all encompassing mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i do like every single part that goes into um for the most part being a musician like creatively mm -hmm. at least like making posters and designing like album artwork and you know buying outfits for mm -hmm. shows and all that stuff it's super fun you guys would know i mean you guys like <laughs> look at this place <laughs> you guys can't but i mean <laughs> it's very like charmingly vintagey and like Perfectly to the T, like nail on the head. Just like perfectly, yeah, vintage. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Absolutely, and it is an art form. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. nice. What's your favorite um, uh, vintage or do you have a little shop that you like to visit? Or that's a secret. I know. No, I do. Home. I totally do. It's um, it's the out of the closet location on Lemoyne and Sunset, right across from where I used to work at Moss of Echo Park. Mm -hmm. Because um, I would just go after work sometimes mm -hmm. to see if there's anything, and there always is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's why I, I just can't go. Yeah, I can't. sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's the best one. I think it's, it's like my magic shop, you know? Sure, like how you shop. have one where you go in and you always find something that feels like it was made for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that one for me. It's the magic that's shop. The, it's the magic <laughs> shop. <laughs> and you released an album? Did I hear that correctly? That you um, mm, that one, I'm going to You're this going month. to this mm -hmm. month, okay. Limited release for streaming, I think, uh, called Pollyanna. Mm. And I recorded them with um, a very nice man named John of Big Tone Records up in um, Hayward, California. We did a really last minute whirlwind trip. My boyfriend and I, we drove all the way up. Car broke down. <laughs> we almost didn't go. But uh, there's a song there. <laughs> I know. I still haven't written it. It was it was an adventure. We it was the longest day. We started out at like five in the morning. Wound up getting there at like six p.m. Oh my! And then recorded for a couple hours. And I wasn't even really sure what I wound up recording because I was just so tired. But it was just a collection of one take songs. So um, guitar and vocals, same time, nothing edited all through tape and old mics and old gear. Oh, that's really You guys would love it. That's <laughs> awesome, yeah. It was Not super fun. processed or polished, it's... Not at all. That's great, I like that. Raw. But, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be out, and well, it's about nine songs. Oh, looking forward to it, yeah. I'm, I'm the kind of person that if I see someone, or if I hear a song on the radio, or see like a YouTube video and it's a music video I'm like oh I really like that song but the next thing I do I go find how they play live mm, that's and so if smart. they don't sound the same yeah. I kind of don't really like it's just there's something about it because I know mm -hmm. anything can be just polished and auto-tuned and I've done that with a couple artists yeah. I'm like I really like this but then once I go find like some recording of them live and I'm like mm -hmm. mm, yeah but when they sound the same it's like a oh, musician. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Someone who cares about the craft. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And when did we, how long we met? I first think at Solstice about four years ago? 
Uh, no. I think it was two years ago. Two years ago. I think yeah. only two years. And I've seen you perform you two years ago. I've seen you perform twice there, and then, then you, that joint effort, that was the third one. So I've seen you there three times, I think. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't made out to any of the other shows, but... <laughs> no, it's yeah. quite all right. I know. Echo Park is like another country. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, I think Los Angeles is yeah. like you have to get your passport stamped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know that, right? Traffic? <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know. We had one somebody visiting from like, I don't know, it was like some other country, and they wrote us, and they're like, we would like to visit... And on the map it says, you know, mm-hmm. going 20 miles away. And I looked at where they were and I'm like, no, you're like four hours away. <laughs> like, y'all are in Venice. Yeah. That's like, no. <laughs> sorry. Venice will be in another state. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, long it's distance, just over the freeway. That long the distance dating yeah, is so. across LA. Yeah, totally. Legitimately. <laughs> you live on the west side? Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, though. Enjoy the beach. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you out there one day. One day. I can brave the traffic to get out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Los Angeles is a different animal, that's for sure. So. Yeah, it's a weird city. Yeah. The pro flies is different than traffic. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, I remember, I think one of the songs that I fell, fell in love with was one of that was in some about many because I kept humming it and humming it and it was very catchy but then you know it also um you know talked about you know money and Mm -hmm. and what I can do so I I was real and um you know when I was going through some things and so that song made me you know think a little bit of of um and so what inspired you to write that one how that, that one came about that's a really good question um I'm take a sure, you can take water. <laughs> oh, yeah, water break. Mm-hmm. Down there, floor. Got a pitcher of water here. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the the sentiment that I was trying to articulate was just I think I don't remember what inspired it exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the same day that I sat down to write "Oh Darling." It was just like I was feeling that old-timey groove but Mm -hmm. this one was about more that nothing's guaranteed Mm -hmm. you know and that um nothing's guaranteed nothing's certain Mm -hmm. and you always have to pay the price on something eventually yeah um and feeling really uncomfortable with how uncertain life is Mm -hmm. i mean that's still something that i struggle with all the time it's really it's it's so hard to let go Mm -hmm. yeah so that 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 one you want to plan you want to control yeah so that one touched me yeah Yeah, that one touched me especially i mean all your songs are great but that one sort of hit something in you know i was like yeah thank you Mm -hmm. i'll play it yeah i'll play it right now and maybe i'll remember why i wrote it (laughs) i really appreciate you being here after you know waitressing i totally know how that goes you're just like I mean, some days. Also, some days it feels like I have a fake job where I'm like, all I do is like give food to people. <laughs> but that can me. be rough, though. If people are mean, yes. Yes. It's only ever because of that. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody should have, Everybody should have a service industry job, job yes. once in their life. Once in their life, so they Thank will you. be nice to those who are in the service industry. For real. Yes. But I'm sure like people in any profession feel that way. Yeah. Like there must be some days where you guys are like, everyone should farm so that they know what it means. <laughs> where your food comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they appreciate it and they don't know because people get whiny about anything. Like I, I still. 
for all my experience serving tables, I'm sure that I'm that person who goes into a restaurant still and is like, can I have that booth? And who's like, can I have some lemon? And like, I want ice with my water. And they're like, this lady. Like, Has she ever been to a restaurant? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, we, we both waitressed here and it's just like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an art. It's, it's a, a lesson in... Uh, Humility. Humility, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> patience, and love. And just suck you. it up. Yes, totally. I have to remind you. And then go here. home and vent about all the bad oh. customers. Yeah. It can yeah. be fun, though, yeah. and yeah. funny. Like, yes. There was a time I served a table where each person at the table got a different temperature of water. Like, someone got ice water, someone got water without ice, someone got hot water, someone got room temperature. And it was like... Y'all can't just go out and get like the <laughs> standard temperature that comes to the table, like for this one meal. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, you guys, okay, you anyway, Los Angeles, me. too. Right. Yeah, I know. Is that good for you? No, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We'll stop there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could just make a podcast oh, about like waitress stories. Yeah, absolutely. I could bitch about the service industry. Like, <laughs> absolutely. All day long. <laughs> Be popular. Yes, <laughs> Water temperature. Mm. Dude, it's <laughs> a real thing. Okay. All right. You know that feeling when life's too good. I don't either, but I thought I should just say that I am so. Someday You know that feeling when you're about to sink Oh, I do and it makes me think About the anvil about to fall And I don't really want to cry had to crawl, you look to the mirror to examine it all, but I'm so sick of looking in that mirror as long as I look it never gets clearer to me. gonna have to pay that you're gonna have to pay that someday nice. <laughs> thank you guys <laughs> thank you so is there yeah i know so is there a song that you like 
of all the songs you've written and you know doing it, is there a favorite of yours or is there is there one like I really like this one and I'll play it or sing it? Do you have like a favorite or? It's just mm. like asking who's a favorite child. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or just like, I know. Or all of them, or just... No. no. <laughs> Not the ones on my space. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forever haunted. Um, I, I do love playing You Can Run. That is one. that mm -hmm. is, I love that one because it is super cathartic, and it does take me on an emotional journey every single time I play it. Mm -hmm. um, no matter where I'm at in life, I feel mm -hmm. like it. I can relate to it. Um... Yeah. And actually, one that you have on there, mm -hmm. American Dream, I don't like playing that song. You don't like I don't okay. know what it is. Okay. But it's only, I mean, it's weird. I have like a, I love that song, but when I wrote it, I I remember writing it, and I don't really even know where it came from, but it was, um, I was like, well, this has to already have been written. Like, this is definitely a song already. Like, I just thought it was like, just this throwaway whatever song, and then I played it for someone, they're like, actually, this is not bad, it's pretty good, you should play that sometime. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess, yeah. And then over time, it became this song that was going to be, um, like, perhaps a single on an album and stuff, uh, but it's super weird. It was one of those things that felt like a throwaway song, and that someone else saw value in, and so I began to see that same value, but still, to this day, um, I mean, that's, well... It's not that I don't like playing it. Mm -hmm. I like it more now, actually, than I ever have because of where we are politically. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, in terms of I don't know. Yeah. Well, every the changes. The yeah. Things change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my weird. Times change. Thing that you said. Some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, even playing uh, "She's What We Need" earlier tonight. Mm -hmm. That was another song I wrote that I didn't initially really like. Um, I mean, I I like. A, obviously stand very much behind the women's movement. I feel very strongly about it, but I had felt, I didn't feel personally close to the song. Mm -hmm. And I think it took a lot of stuff that's been happening lately in our society for me to feel really connected to it. Mm -hmm. um, I always believed those things, but it was without the same like passion. And it's weird as humans has like, at least for me, like sometimes it takes something becoming really difficult or something being put right in your face for you to care about it. Um, like the women's movement, you know, it feels imperative now and it feels more important than ever. So I think that's why I like it more. But uh, now I just feel like I should play American Dream, <laughs> or I don't know, <laughs> or, or one that, or yes. one, or one that I like, like, <laughs> like more. <laughs> Your call or both? Call. How do you feel right now? How do you feel? Right? Like, make, what do you feel like? Now? God, <laughs> let's, let's play American Dream. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I think you got everybody curious about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it is on Pollyanna, too. And for the record, also, and I, I'm sorry if I'm so chatty. I get post-work chattiness yeah. every day, <laughs> um, which is maybe the, a good time to do a podcast. It's that winding down. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I, when I waitress, I, I think I told Annie, so I said, I think I come back with like a frozen smile on my face because it's just like, <laughs> don't be nice <laughs> And then it's like, Ee! And then this like yeah. intense desire to stack plates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and organize. Yes. <laughs> I wipe those tables. Down tables. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so this came from a place, and I still do feel this way, that everyone in this country has... For the most part, it feels as though, and I would like to think that we have more in common than we don't, mm -hmm. um, despite how divided we are, um, 
I think that most people are pretty middle of the road and they all want the same things for, they want safety and security mm-hmm. for their families and they want, um, you know, rights for people yeah. and healthcare and to, to just to feel safe and like they have the opportunity to really build a life for themselves. Um, and it's hard now because everyone hates the other side so much. No matter what side you're on, you hate the people on the other side and you think they're the enemy. But I, I, I feel like yeah. if we saw each other more as allies or, I don't know. If we, I yeah, well, I was talking reached, to one guy, he was talking about religion, you know, and he said what was the, you know, why they couldn't get along. Because, you know, the yeah. basic, yeah, you know, the love basic, and things like yeah, that. He said totally. 85% of all those the religions same. are the same. They, they argue about the, the 15% really that... You know, who's so basically, it's common ground. And yeah, I, can't common ground. Remember, but who t- I can't remember who told me that. I try to remember, but it was like if you meet someone who you're not really like same beliefs mm-hmm. or anything, it's like just find the commonality and connect there. Everybody has something mm-hmm. that you can connect mm-hmm. to. It doesn't, you know, it's like they like to focus on you're not like me, and it's like what about yeah. what is it? Well, they hang out with their own crowd, you know. And That's sometimes the thing. Yeah. When we had we had community events when you have community events or something like that, and you go out or people come to our place. And it's like you know, there when we see people talking at the yeah, same like table, there's broad spectrum. Somebody's mm-hmm. far this way, somebody's far, but they're sitting at a table enjoying a meal, and yeah. it's. It's it's beautiful. With our events, we've always been, you know, focusing on that. We try to leave everything at the door, and it's mm-hmm. knowing knowing my friends and knowing people I connect with. Broad, broad spring, spectrum sure. of friends, right? And they talk together, and you in your mind you think, you know, off if this property, <laughs> yeah, off this property. If they actually focus on what they didn't have in common, they would be fighting. But here on this property, yeah, because we try to have commonality. They're chatting and having a great time like and like a lot of my friends would not yeah. be talking to each other if they only saw each other's face to a post they'd yeah. be like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. yeah exactly yeah I'm but friendly. it's so cold because that's not that's also part of the thing it's like without that I, I always sound like such a luddite but i mean without yeah. that in-person connection yeah and facebook people about. can actually yes yeah, they can be mean easy. though yeah. but it's yeah. easy to be mean it's uh-huh. easy to be mean online it's, it's easy, it's easy to hate people i mean i feel that like i'm like how could anyone ever believe this way like how could anyone ever feel this way about this and you know it's it's i do feel those things too you know it's not like i don't mm-hmm. i still feel like have those like enemy feelings that bubble up <laughs> and want to act out but in, I, I have to remind myself that I mean, I do have friends who believe differently than me, and I think they're good people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just common. Mm-hmm. You find the commonality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We just need to remember who actually is the enemy, and it's not each other. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to lean on without saying Amen. more. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, I whistle on this one. All right, I have to warm up my, my mouth, <laughs> my, my whistling muscles. <laughs> Joke, but we'll come. 
come together you will see not a dollar not a dime but we're feeling fine at least we will be eventually i want to be the american dream i want to be apple pie and blue jeans i want to be the pursuit of happy but most of all i would like to be free from california to missouri to the carolinas separate geographically but from yard to yard we're not too far more together than apart and i want to be the american dream i want to be apple pie and blue jeans i want to be the pursuit of happy but most of all i would like to Blackie and Gray. Uh-huh. They were gray and black. <laughs> yeah. So we're we on the stage. Oh, little nugget. So we're come to the end of <laughs> yeah. this wonderful hour. We may continue after. Yeah. Um, but tell, um, you know, where can people find you and, you know, share with where people can find Website, you? Website, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, thanks all guys. The all the humble stuff. All MySpace. The MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, for the record. Not on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make, if there's anything I make abundantly clear in the time we have in this podcast, it's not to go on MySpace. Um, no, we. Ha- I have uh, a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, the Little Miss is what I go by. The Little and Miss. Not Lil mm-hmm. and not just Little Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm on the Instagram mm -hmm. as the little miss underscore. Um, but yeah, I, I might be kind of hard to find in some ways because still, still drowning in obscurity. <laughs> so you might have to go through a few pages and be like, is this the one? <laughs> Not that one. And then is this the one? Like, yeah, this is the one. And then, you know, you'll, you'll find, find it, it. <laughs> eventually. So you, Haley Johnson, the little miss, you definitely find treasure it. hunt. Yeah. yeah. Or if you go on YouTube, if you do the little miss, you can run yes. and stuff yeah. comes up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, don't go on my Twitter. I don't use it. I need to delete it because mm -hmm. it's just sitting there. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those things. Cool. And I think, do you have a website? Yeah, I do. Yes. Thelittlemiss.com. Oh, which will yeah. connect you to everything else. So <laughs> that's where you should start. <laughs> <laughs> start that one. And all your gigs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has all the shows. And it has all and the things. album release. Mm -hmm. yeah. In, yeah, at the end of the month, it'll be, I'll be putting it online. And so you'll be able to find it uh, streaming on either like Bandcamp or SoundCloud. I haven't decided which yet. Okay, cool. But then in the next month, Spotify and all those things. Nice. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you again Thanks for joining time. us and spending time with us and sharing sure your music. So. Oh, it's, yeah. my, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be reminded why. I don't know. It's nice to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate being given the opportunity to do it. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East, Justin. Jordan. Keep Good on time. growing. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast. <laughs>